Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, you're half right, Mr. Announcer Man. Rick Uccino in here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. A good Tuesday morning to everybody out there. Appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it be on the YouTube channel. If you're there, please hit subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. You have no idea how much that really helps drive our audience up and gets everybody to the channel. SP3 has another very well-earned vacation day off. He's going to be off the rest of this week. But joining me, I, I cast a wide net out on social media. Asking for people to step up to the plate to see if they could fill the big shoes of SP3. And Trey Downey has answered the call. Trey, welcome to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Tell the fine folks about yourself. Thanks for having me, Rick. Uh, it's a great honor to be here. Yeah, lo- lifelong. Don't my ass. You don't, you don't have to laugh at me. <laughs> lifelong, lifelong pro wrestling fan. I've been in. Been in the media game for for years now. Host hosted radio, produced radio, had multiple pro wrestling podcasts down the road. Uh, hosted some uh, with iHeartMedia down in down in Tampa and in Orlando. Now uh, hosting some hosting some other podcasts covering the NFL, and I'm also with uh, the Motor Racing Network. But pro wrestling is my passion, man. I'm ready to bring it. Love what you and SP3 do, and hopefully I can fill those shoes this week. So you are a a fellow iHeartMedia brother, huh? Former, former. Okay, yes, so you're no yes. longer with iHeartMedia. Yes. All right. Yes, well, so. you're on the iHeartRadio app today. Yes. Uh, I am. And anywhere else, podcasts are available. Appreciate uh, you uh, you stepping in and 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 helping me uh, fill out this show here today. Uh, again, SP3 is going to be off the rest of the week, uh, but he will be back uh, next Monday uh, here with me. Uh, Trey, we got a lot. A lot to get into. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions. We will talk about that. Uh, We have a challenge of sorts that has been issued to a WWE Hall of Famer. We have a new women's tag team. Jesus. All right. I may go on a tangent about (laughs) that one. Uh, We, since the last time that we've actually had to do this show without a... um, without a pay-per-view mixed in because there was so much to talk about on revolution for Monday's show that me and Romeo who filled in for SP three didn't have time to get into ricochet winning the intercontinental championship. We're going to talk about that and what his WrestleMania plans could be. And we have an NXT championship match tonight on NXT roadblock. That I'm not 100% certain Braun breaker is going to retain that championship. Allow me to explain, but first things first, Trey, you're a football guy. It's 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 still sad that the season is over. I'm still not over the Bengals Super Bowl loss, but it's one of the best weeks in all of college sports. It's 
it's championship week or champ week. When did it become champ week? I don't know. But college basketball, it's full steam ahead. We're getting closer to the NBA playoffs. And Bet Online is the place for you. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get started. That is B L E A V. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, the best in the business, sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we are actually going to start at the end. The end meaning Monday Night Raw last night. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, they were unsuccessful in capturing the raw tag team championships. And that means that both men were, were kind of on this downward spiral. We haven't seen Seth Rollins look, look that dazed and confused since Becky Lynch first announced her pregnancy. <laughs> Kevin Owens was distraught for a little bit, but then he, he told Kevin, you know, uh, Patrick that he's got this master plan and he knows how he's going to get to WrestleMania. And all of a sudden, people's minds start turning. Oh, boy, here we go, because we've been hearing the rumors for weeks now. It's on again, off again with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Could he possibly come and be coming back for a match? What? Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling at 57 years old. That's about as likely, I would say, as Vince McMahon wrestling at 76 years old, which was also reported that to be happening, but that doesn't look like that's going to be the case either. Kevin Owens goes on this long diatribe and calls out every wrestling legend from the state of Texas outside of The Undertaker. And then he finally lays down the challenge for Stone Cold Steve Austin to come on the KO show at WrestleMania. Mm. Not exactly as sexy as a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. I'm a little confused why they don't just advertise the match, Trey, because regardless of Okay, look. Here here's the thing. It's going to be the same thing no matter what. It's going to be the same thing. A match with Stone Cold Steve Austin or a confrontation with Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to play out the exact same way. The only difference is there's going to be a 3 count in a match. That's it. Austin actually has to get on the ground and cover and cover Kevin Owens, and that's it. It's going to be a couple of punches. It might be him jumping on him, doing the punch, stomping a mud hole in his ass in the corner. He flips him off. He gives him a stunner, and he's going to drink some beer. That, that's exactly what's going to happen if there's a confrontation at WrestleMania, so why not just go ahead and advertise that there's a match and get people talking because it's going to be the same thing no matter what. I think that's on Steve, to be completely honest, because – he hasn't come back for a match since that WrestleMania 19 match against the rock. He's done these kind of things numerous times. WrestleMania 21. He, he was on Piper's pit. Uh, he's we've seen him stun people. The last time WrestleMania was in Dallas, he stone cold, uh, Mick Foley, Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels. They all came out there and, uh, at the end of the new day and league of nations match and got physical there. So yeah. I think the, I think the issue is here is, if you advertise a match and 
you just end up getting a two minute thing. I think people are going to be disappointed because I think Steve has said in the past that if he comes back for a match, he doesn't want to let himself or let fans down and wants to have an actual match. And I think if you advertise it as that and it's just a two minute thing, I think people are going to be disappointed. And I think the reason that you might feel let down right now, the reason I kind of feel let down right now is the reports that were out there and they were credible reports that Steve was actually going to wrestle in a match at WrestleMania. And now that doesn't appear to be the case, but I will say this. We at the end of the show, after Stone Cold made the challenge, or after KO made the challenge to Stone Cold, Corey Graves on commentary was making comments that it has been 19 years. And as I said, it hasn't been 19 years since Stone Cold has been a part of a segment at WrestleMania. So my only thought is maybe the initial challenge from KO is Stone Cold come on the KO show. And then maybe we see over the next three or four weeks that Stone Cold says, screw that, we're wrestling at WrestleMania. That's that's my hope as to what happens. And maybe WWE still has hopes of convincing him of that. And that's why Graves dropped that commentary line at the end of the night. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? The, the, the reports were never that Stone Cold was locked in for the match. The reports were that WWE was making overtures to get Stone Cold into a match, but they were at least confident enough that he was going to be on the show that they could start this whole Kevin Owens against the state of Texas, you know, routine, because that's how they decided to to pull Stone Cold Steve Austin into it. Mm-hmm. And look, it, it was also kind of a, a little bit of a. I don't know. I mean. I, I haven't really liked the whole bill where Kevin Owens is just crapping on the state of Texas every week, but in, in him just flat out calling out Stone Cold. Yeah, now it now it has the reason to bring Stone Cold into it, but I, I still don't know how I feel about it. It just seems all very anticlimactic. I would have rather him just honestly just kept crapping on the state of Texas until we just heard the broken glass, uh, to be completely honest for you. But they have to start advertising that Stone Cold is going to be at WrestleMania. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it completely defeats the purpose of bringing him in because you're bringing him in to sell tickets. That's why. Um, the only thing that I can think of and to your point, I understand what you're talking about. If they come in and just say it's a two-minute thing, people are going to be disappointed. I think people also have to be realistic. He's 57. He hasn't wrestled in 20 years. He's got shot knees, bad back, bad neck, all of it, right? He can. He's kept himself in good shape, all right? He's done physical uh, you know, movies and, and stunts and things like that. So he still can take a bump, I'm sure. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 57 years old, is not going to come in and and do any like eight to 10 to 12 minute five star classic. It's just not going to happen. And I think people do understand that to the point where the the mainstream audience, maybe the hardcore fans would be a little ticked off if it was a two minute thing. But the casuals, man, the people who go to WrestleMania, they'd be happy just hearing the glass shatter and watching Stone Cold stun somebody. I think it you generate more headlines and more buzz if you say it is a match. And the only thing that I can think of is Steve Austin doesn't want to do a match for some reason. Whether or not it's just like he doesn't want to do a glorified confrontation that turns into a match for his own record's sake or he doesn't want to take a bump or, or whatever his reasoning is. He's got to be the thing. He's got to be the guy who's holding it up right now. For whatever reason, they cannot convince him to just say hey just let us ring the bell and you have a three count in this because again it's not going to be 
the match is not going to be much different from what any kind of physical confrontation with Kevin Owens is going to be at WrestleMania. I just think that, as I said, he's in the position where he can have it be whatever he wants, whatever he wants to be. And right. he has, he's, he's the only guy Shawn Michaels looked like he was going to join stone cold as the guy who after their retirement match, never came back for an actual match, but he did for that uh, Saudi show a couple of years yep. ago, but stone and it cold, was bad. It, and it was bad. Not, not by any of Sean's doing. I mean, Sean hadn't wrestled in like 10 years and he was still, he was still the best performer in that match. I mean, yeah. it wasn't his fault that Triple H tore his peck two minutes in, and then you're dealing with a, a shot taker and a shot cane who can't even be bothered to bend over and pick his mask back up and put it on. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean that was what it was. And Shawn Michaels, in my opinion, is is the absolute goat. So it kind of kills me that that was that that was Shawn's thing. And I still will never forgive WWE for a couple of years ago at SummerSlam teasing, giving us Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels and giving us Goldberg instead. I will disagree with you on the fact that Stone Cold couldn't go out there and put on an eight to 10 minute match. Look at what Sting has been doing. 62 year old Sting has been doing recently in AEW. Now, Bill Goldberg is not my cup of tea anymore, but if Bill Goldberg can get out there and put on a six to seven minute match with Roman Reigns, I feel like something that Stone Cold could put on in eight to 10 minutes with Kevin Owens could be just as good as what Goldberg has, if not better than what Goldberg has done over the past few years. Obviously, Stone Cold on an in-ring level has been held to a much higher standard than what Goldberg is. But I think this is entirely up to Steve. And I'll say this, but like I said, based on the commentary, I think it is still up in the air. And I don't think that any, the casual fans are, they see the name Stone Cold and they're going to be excited, but how many people are going to, do you really think that many more people are going to go on Ticketmaster tomorrow morning and buy a ticket to WrestleMania Saturday night as they, they've already flashed that it's a Saturday night thing. Maybe they're struggling with tickets on Saturday more than Sunday, but are going to buy on, go on Ticketmaster or where at SeatGeek, wherever they're selling WrestleMania tickets and buy it just because Stone Cold is in that. I, I want to see what happens. I, I think that when I initially heard the the KO, the Texas thing, I thought that it was going to be a KO show with Stone Cold. Like that was my initial expectation. But then the reports, I'm kind of like, wow, is Steve actually going to do a match? And I think that that's what, where the hardcore wrestling fans are going to be over the next week or so after, after this happened because we kind of got our, our hopes up. And that's not the fault of – Sean Ross Sapp, who went, who went out there and reported on the information that he was given. And I don't think WWE would have started teasing it if they didn't think. Uh, and I don't think that Sean would have gotten that information if WWE didn't think he was going to be in a match. So right. it is a little bit of a letdown, but I'm still hopeful that uh, we see it happen as a match because I think WWE left that door open tonight. And it, here, here's where I'll, 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 I'll counter back at you talking about Stone Cold possibly going eight, ten minutes. I would say yes, if he's just taking an obscene amount of heat from Kevin Owens and he's willing to let Kevin Owens get some offense in. But the the difference between, say, Goldberg or who was who, who the other person? Sting. Sting, right? Here's, here's the difference between that. If, if Stone Cold still has not made up his mind that he's going to put on a match, he's got to do it quickly because now he's got, what, three weeks? 
yeah. to start training, to start getting into ring shape. Like I said, he's kept himself in good shape. I've watched the Broken Skull sessions. All right, I see I see the pythons. All right, he's still got the forearms. Okay, he's, he's still j- relatively jacked. That ain't in ring shape. That's not in ring shape. And sure. he goes, he goes out there. It's his first match in 20 years. Sure. It'll be like riding a bike, but man, he's going to be out there for three minutes. and He's probably going to be blown up to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one of the things that would be my concern. Now it, that doesn't take anything away from stone cold, Steve Austin. He's still a hall of famer. He's still one of the greatest of all time. I'm just saying ring rust is a real thing. And when it's 20 years and you're 57, and you haven't trained, and you're doing this as a last-minute thing, five minutes is the absolute max that you would want to go in that situation. Well, maybe it's a situation of, I don't think that, I'll say this, I don't think if it was on the table, if Steve was even considering wrestling a match, I don't think that as part of that decision, I don't think he's waited to start training. I think if he was considering it, he's he's been training for a while, and maybe it's a case of, that's kind of the agreement he came with to WWE as to leave it open to see if, you know, we get two weeks away from mania and how confident he is in, because he is, as I said, he's been super protective over what that last match was against the rock. And we've heard in, in years afterwards on something to wrestle and then other podcasts, you know, the backstory of what Steve was going through health issues that weekend. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. If it ultimately ends up being being a KO show, I mean, that's something that we could see on like a Legends Night Raw, to be completely honest. I mean, that, that's that's not necessarily a, a WrestleMania moment. I'm glad KO gets the spot with Stone Cold. He, and we haven't even seen any interaction with the two on screen. Stone Cold's been right. back on WWT TV multiple times since KO has started using the stunner. A couple of years ago, I think it was Legends Night or something. I was there in Tampa. And Stone Cold was part of the show. It was right after KO started using the stunner. I'm like, that's that's the centerpiece of this show. Stone Cold's gonna gonna kind of pass the torch to KO, and it never happened. And we've heard that KO called Stone Cold that he was supportive of him using using the stunner. So there's definitely backstory there that we can dig into as uh, this story rolls around around for the next uh, what is it 26 days from WrestleMania 26, Saturday, 25 as of 25, uh, Tuesday yeah. today. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I agree with you in the sense that that Stone Cold is is a pro. And if there was even, you know, the the thought there's this the a one percent chance, yeah, he's probably been doing something to try to get ready. And maybe that is I- exactly what you said as he laid out. He's like, look, I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll start running the ropes, hitting, you know, taking some bumps, do this kind of thing. Not many bumps left on his bump card. Maybe he still thinks it's all the way full up. But here's the other thing that just kind of hit me. Stone Cold is the ultimate old school pros pro guy. Maybe the hangup is, is that he doesn't want to go over. Maybe that is the hangup. Like, look, he, he went out on his back and that's the way you think he, he should go. Maybe he doesn't want to come in and beat Kevin Owens. So maybe the only way he's going to agree to a match is if KO wins the damn thing be absolutely wild to see ko beat stone cold at wrestlemania but i mean if anybody on the current wwe roster is going to be given that honor i mean that's about a perf as perfect of a guy as you can get it and if you beat stone cold in dallas at wrestlemania you want to talk about some heat and a heel you can build off of after mania you'd have it it would definitely 
somewhat make up for dropping the Universal Championship to Bill Goldberg ahead of what should have been a main event match with Chris Jericho. Couldn't agree with you more. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning here. I feel like we're in the middle of a Quentin Tarantino film. We're just bouncing all over the place <laughs> from what happened on Monday Night Raw. But we opened things up with a pretty rock-solid promo segment that lasts about 15 minutes, and then we got one of the best triple threat tag team matches. Forget the extra stuff. One of the best tag team matches I've seen out of WWE in quite some time. They gave Alpha Academy, RK Bro, and Rollins and KO 30-plus minutes to just work absolute magic with one another. They've only been tagging for a little bit here, Trey, but KO and Seth Rollins work so incredibly well together. They already have like great double-team moves. The, the, the finish that they set up with themselves with the buckle bomb into the stunner into the, the the curb stomp is so smooth and so clean. And it's just so brilliant the way that they've set that up. And I love the finish of this, where it was them who won the match. They had it beat. And then riddle comes in, tosses out Seth Rollins. Orton's able to get the hooks in on KO and keep them out of the ring. And then the three count happens and RK bro wins the tag team championships for the second time. I saw your tweet. Good, sir. You were not expecting this to go down. Number one question here on the five count. How surprised were you that RK bro won the raw tag team championships last night? They out of any of the three teams that could have won. They were probably the most surprising to me because KO and Rollins. I thought it was a possibility just because of the reports that were coming out that both of their, what we thought would be their WrestleMania scenarios were kind of up in the air. So I thought, you know, maybe they'll go that route or maybe Alpha Academy retains and they do something with the street profits at WrestleMania. But no, it's RK bro. I thought the path that they, that we were leading to was the was the breakup of RK bro and that we would wow. get that on on one of the nights of WrestleMania. And I thought that the end of this feud, I thought that this triple threat could lead to that. And maybe they go down the they go down the route of the Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero and do the tag champs against each other at WrestleMania. Maybe that's still possible, but uh, I'm definitely surprised because I think that Orton Rollins or Orton uh, Riddle has a lot more cachet to, to WrestleMania than RK bro against the street profits, even though the, the match they had at day one w- was pretty solid, even though it wasn't given, given a lot of time that yeah. seems like the path they might be going down now. And it's just, it's, it's a little odd to see, randy in that kind of spot because i thought a couple months ago if you would have asked me what if they weren't going to break them up what was the match going to be at wrestlemania it was going to be them against seth and ko and then we just saw that a couple weeks ago on raw and so it's 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 just an interesting thing because you think especially with how hot that tag team has been that that would truly be a marquee match and while i love the street profits i don't know if that necessarily screams wrestlemania to me I, I think you can look at Randy Orton's promo last night as the reason of why Riddle and Orton is not happening at WrestleMania because this team is working. This team is working. They both love it. 
Orton, I believe him when he says he is having the time of his life right now working with Matt Riddle alongside Matt Riddle. And I I kind of bought into the fact that maybe he he kind of put the kibosh on this. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Vince and said, look, no, I I I don't I don't it's not right to break this team up right now. We're too damn good. We're too damn good. The crowd's loving it. We're the most overact in the company. And and look, if there's anybody who can convince Vince McMahon of something, it would be Randy Orton, who's been around for 20 plus years now. That's just me speculating. But I'm reading into that promo that he cut last night as genuine. Like he's having the time of his life. He wants to keep tagging with with RK bro. So they're like, all right, we'll put the tag team titles on you and we'll figure out another match for WrestleMania. Street profits do make a lot of sense, especially after their win last week now granted that win was not supposed to happen Mm -hmm. that was an audible after you know montez ford landed on uh, randy's shoulder thankfully randy's not you know injured uh but that was an audible last week where randy just said yeah cover me bro and it's and it's over so at least they're calling back to that at least now they have something they can they can kind of build off of what i hate about this is that gable and otis really have been kind of like the MVPs of raw for like the last two months now. Yeah, they are so good. They like Chad Gable is finally getting a to- a, a moment to shine here. Shushes and all like this guy is. He's he's finally getting something to work with and that he's been able to show how good he is in the ring, how great he is on the mic, his personality, everything. Otis is, is this this new big beefy, you know, Big neck, serious Otis is is starting to roll and get over as well. The number one guy. And now all of a sudden they've had the rug pulled out from under him three weeks out from WrestleMania. And I'm going, something doesn't sit right with me there because I think they've earned their spot on this card. And maybe they decide to go in with a triple threat. Like taking the tag team titles off of him is one thing. But I think they got to be in the match. I think they've earned that spot. They've earned the right to be in that match. I think if you do RK Bro and the Street Profits and Alpha Academy triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championships, I think that's that honestly right there has a chance to be one of your show stealers. It really does. And I think that's the direction you got to go with your with your tag team championship match. Alpha Academy deserve to be on the WrestleMania card. And not in some freaking battle royal or anything like that. They deserve to be on the main card to get their a shot at, at winning back the Raw Tag Team titles. Can we talk about the RKO for a second? Oh my because God. That, because that's got to be up. Jesus. That's up there with the Evan Bourne out of the shooting star press. That's up there with the off of the, the stomp at WrestleMania against Rollins. That, yep. that, that, that's a top fiver. That was just, that was the way Orton came backwards to catch him. Just phenomenal the moon salt from Gable there. Yeah, there. John Alba said it best on Twitter. There is nobody who has timing better than Randy Orton. He makes it look so effortlessly, right? And like it really is. It does. It look Randy Orton doesn't do much. You know, he's even said it like they when he was on the Broken Skull sessions. They talked about that Evan Bourne. You know. Stone Cold Stunner, he's like, look, I didn't do anything. I just kind of just like popped up and I was like, yeah, there I am. I just kind of like let his head land on my arm. Like, that's all I did. And that's really all he did here, too. But it's the timing of that that makes it so difficult to make it look that smooth and to look that cool. Really, all it was was Gable just missing a moonsault. 
And Randy was just like, oh, boop. But he made it look so damn awesome that everybody in this in the freaking, you know, everybody in the city of Cleveland lost their damn minds. And we were all tweeting like, oh, my freaking God, that RK is Randy. Randy Orton's just that good. He is so good at doing the simple things. It's what makes him great. And people don't often enough appreciate that, I think. It's just his longevity kind of speaks for itself. Randy's, I mean, it's kind of been an ongoing thing. Motivated Randy Orton is great Randy Orton. We've gone through yes. lulls, but obviously this this tag team with uh, with Riddle is working. You never know. Maybe that maybe that breakup is uh, is going to happen the night after WrestleMania. Maybe they're saving something big for the Raw after WrestleMania. Maybe. Because wasn't it the Raw after WrestleMania where their feud kind of started last year or was that Lashley Lashley Riddle it was it was right around then right after WrestleMania they were still in the Thunderdome when the whole Orton and Riddle thing got going so maybe it's yeah you're, you're, you're trying to make me remember something from a year out and yeah. really all I remember at that point was like three days outside of WrestleMania that's when all the first releases like really started happening so yeah uh that's that's really all I I, I remember plus I was also jet lagged because I was flying back from your area of Tampa Bay or excuse me Tampa the city of Tampa that's something I learned when I was there. It's not Tampa Bay. You all hate it when it's called Tampa Bay. It's true. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania will be in Dallas, which will be my first time back in, in the state of Texas in, oh, my God, I think 20 years since I've been uh, in Dallas, Texas. We talked about Corey Graves a lot, by the way. I uh, had a uh, interview with Corey and Carmella uh, that dropped on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel yesterday at 3 o'clock. Uh, please go up there, check it out. As soon as you're done here with the show, thumbs up, like it, share it. And by the way, while you're on the channel, subscribe uh, to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel. We're about 800 or so subscriptions away from monetization. So uh, we're really trying to drive up those subscriptions. So SB3 and I, and maybe even Trey down the line one day, can start making a little bit of money uh, off of this here show. Um, so we talked about KO. He's going possibly with Stone Cold Steve Austin doing something there. Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, they're the tag team champions. Presumably, they will have a match at WrestleMania defending those tag team titles. Alpha Academy, up in the air. But there's one guy now who is just left out there like a floating amoeba, directionless, just nowhere to go right now. Where the hell does this leave Seth Rollins, Trey? If it's not Cody Rhodes, what is it? Because I, I'm, I'm, that's the I'm, question. That's I'm, the question. I'm waiting for. I'm wondering if you can help me come up with something here. I'll say this: the reports over the last week from multiple sources have Cody not on WrestleMania anymore. But if it's going to happen, Raw's in Jacksonville next week, Rick, and yeah, his his recent history in Jacksonville. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen next week. And I think regardless of what Rollins WrestleMania plans are, we'll get a better idea of that next Monday. I still think Cody is possible, but maybe that's just because racking my brain, I can't really think of another option right now for, for Rollins at Mania. Unless, they, I mean, they've completely ran away from what happened at the Rumble with Reigns. Because yeah. I initially had hopes that we would see a full-on triple threat as a callback to what they did at WrestleMania 31. Sure. Because that makes honestly, sense. That to makes me, sense. and that, that to me is more of a marquee thing and more different 
than having and more intriguing as far as match outcome than just Brock versus Roman. And especially with the title for title thing, that's another story for a different day, but I don't, at this point, I don't think they go back in that direction. Cody, I don't know what else there is. So I'm scared, man. I'm 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 really scared because we had there was one guy on Raw tonight outside of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins who was talking about trying to book his match for WrestleMania. No way. No Are way. we gonna get Seth Rollins and Omos? Like, is that the play? Is that the backup plan? Is he's just gonna mow his way through the lower card and then say no one can stop me? And then they're gonna throw Seth Rollins at Omos, and that's the story that they're gonna try to tell at WrestleMania is how does Seth Rollins tackle the giant? That's the only other thing that I could possibly think of that they've even shown a hint of being a possibility of somebody who's looking for a one-on-one match. You got Omos who's begging for an opportunity at WrestleMania and you have Seth Rollins who has no other option whatsoever. That to me from WWE's mind seems to be the backup plan. And it scares the hell out of me. I would rather him just be sitting in a chair next to Kevin Owens on, on the KO show, to be completely honest with you. I mean, you're not you're not into you didn't fully buy the tease of Omos against Commander Aziz there. That's probably that'll gonna... be next week on Raw. Yeah, I'm with that'll you. Be next week on Raw and he'll T bar him. Like that's so, the, what are we talking like Commander Aziz hasn't won a match since he was grabbing dudes' dicks in Raw Underground. So I think that Omos, I think that there's two options for, for him there. I think that I think that you could go with uh, just having him dominate the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and have him win that. That's kind of the perfect spot for for Omos. Or I was thinking before the injury news and he dropped the title at Elimination Chamber, especially with what they were doing with the Hurt Business, I thought Lashley Omos was a possibility. And there were reports that Lashley was still trying to get cleared for the MSG show this past weekend. That didn't happen clearly with Austin Theory facing Lesnar, but maybe that's what they're alluding to. I just can't. I I can't see Rollins Omos. I just don't. Maybe I'm naive here. I just don't think it makes sense. I don't think it happens. I think Omos's path is either Battle Royal or Lashley. But yeah, again. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's Lashley because I think the last time, the last thing I read, and unless something has changed, is that Lashley's got a shoulder injury and he's out four mm-hmm. months. Um, so that's probably unless they're trying to get him healthy enough that he can compete at WrestleMania and then he'll have surgery afterwards because they keep playing this concussion protocol thing. You can't, are you going to do concussion protocol storylines with Lashley for four months? So I'm not really sure what's going on there, uh, to be completely honest with you, but man, there's one thing that keeps giving me hope. They keep, they keep laying it on not so subtly that Cody Rhodes seems to be out there in the WWE universe. They keep dropping these little hints, you know, in, in promos with with Rollins and KO. Like tonight, they're talking about our plans were were ruined because of things outside of our control. Like obviously playing on all the reports that Cody and Austin are bowing out and this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, dropping the word undeniable every twenty seconds uh, in their promos. They're they're clearly teasing Cody but that is a dangerous game to play if you can't deliver and based off of all the latest reports unless it is just one massive smoke screen yeah man like 
If you can't deliver, that is a dangerous game to play when you have nothing left on the table for Seth Rollins. Nothing. If you couldn't deliver Cody two weeks ago, I would have immediately pivoted and start putting Seth Rollins in the world title picture because I agree with you. That is, that's what they should have done from the get-go. From the second that, that Roman Reigns had to cheat to beat Seth Rollins to retain his championship, and he didn't even beat Seth Rollins. Rollins won that match via disqualification. Mm-hmm. That should have been the direction that they were going is to include Seth Rollins in that match and then have the final full-fledged, full-circle moment of WrestleMania 31 in the main event. That's what they should have done. What I'm afraid that they're going to end up that we're going to end up getting is Seth Rollins and Omos. There are a lot of women on the Raw roster right now who are trying to find their way onto the WrestleMania card, and that brings us to number three here on the five count because WWE, boy, oh boy, they just love remembering that they have women's tag team titles come WrestleMania season because this is how they decide to get the rest of the women who aren't in the either Raw or SmackDown women's title pictures on the show. And we saw this last week when they randomly decided to have a team bad reunion after literally weeks, if not months, of having one tag team in the women's tag team division. Because remember, they split up the other tag team of Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Who did they beat for the tag team titles? I forget. Rhea and Nikki beat somebody. Uh, I think it wasn't it Shayna and Nia. Yeah, and then they split, right? So like yeah. they split, and then Nia was like, right. So it's like every champion who's had the belt, they win it, and then they're parked on the bench because there's been no other tag teams, and then they form like this makeshift tag team they take the titles and the previous champs split up so now it has been carmella and queen zelina's turn to just rot on the pine pony at least nikki and Rhea got to watch john morrison stretch for a few weeks like the last time we really saw until quite recently until they started this build toward wrestlemania by having queen zelina and carmella lose every match that they're in which is also the new tradition uh, for the women's champions this is just lose when they have the damn titles. The last time we saw them was that toga part, the broga party. That was the last time that we yep. saw them until they, they started building this. So they, they do the team bad reunion. So it was like, well, we got to get Sasha and Naomi on the card. So there we go. There, there's the match. I would have been fine if they just stopped right there. But now all of a sudden, Trey, we got Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan who after that trios match that we saw last week, oh, now they're they're besties. Now they're a team, apparently. They face Queen Zelina and Carmella tonight, the only other tag team they have on Raw, so they had to fight the women's tag team champions. Win, and they're in at WrestleMania. That's exactly what happened. Um, I, I have a myriad of questions uh, <laughs> because of this, because you remember... Like everybody got excited when Nikki and and Rhea finally split because that meant that Rhea was going to finally be back on her own and they're going to start building her back up as a singles competitor. Yeah, uh, uh-uh, that's not happening because now she's back in a tag team. Uh, you have Liv Morgan uh, who got a pretty decent push heading into the beginning of WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. Had some really good matches with Becky Lynch. Has flat out told me before in interviews unless it was with tony storm she didn't want to tag team with anybody ever again in wwe 
unless they brought back, you know, any of her friends, which they, they could have brought back one of them. We, we, we just saw her at the Royal Rumble. They, they, they could have brought her back. They decided not to go that route. So now they have shoehorned, uh, seemingly against her will, Liv Morgan into another tag team now with Rhea Ripley, who was in a tag team with Nikki A.S.H. just a month and a half ago. Seemed like she was going to get a singles run. Has some really good matches with Bianca Belair. Got the show out in the Elimination Chamber. Now she's back in a tag team going after the women's tag team. What the hell are we doing, Trey? It's it's just a, a, a to get those two on the card. I because know. Look at the there. There's not even enough women on the roster now to do the women's battle royal. So I don't even think that we're getting that no, this year. Happening. Nope. It, Let's be honest. The, 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 the women's, women's tag team. I, I I think I'm about to cut you off and say exactly what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. The women's tag team title match is replacing the women's battle royal. No, you're not even. That's not even what I was going to say. Which you're right. You're right about that statement. But the women's tag team titles are completely unnecessary to me. They were unnecessary from the beginning. They're just. They don't have enough women on the roster to build a solid roster of tag teams and they, they won't keep these and they but they won't keep these teams together long enough for that for for that to happen to me if you were going to introduce another women's title the best route to go was to inter- introduce a mid-card women's title a women's intercontinental title yep. because as we've seen over even since the women's revolution started WWE struggles to book with the women's division if it is not the title match mm-hmm. they we just don't see any of these other women's feuds we got it a little bit with bianca and dewdrop that was a, a a a solid one they tried to do something with eva marie and alexa bliss who alexa bliss comes back and then, and now she's and now she's gone again three weeks three weeks now by the way she's from ohio couldn't even get her in columbus yeah. in her hometown didn't even try to put her on the cleveland show either yeah oscar is apparently cleared from injury and Maybe, she's not being possibly. she's not being used either i mean who knows when when bailey's going to be ready but i just think that the women's tag team titles are unnecessary because it's hard to get invested in any of this because none of these teams seem like they're a long-term thing it was interesting when bailey and sasha had their thunderdome run because they were just simply the most entertaining thing on the show but it also made it more entertaining when they were also used on NXT. And then they decided to make an NXT version of the same titles as well, which makes no sense to me. I think that they WWE would get a ton of flack if they just got rid of the titles. But right. I think that a, a women's intercontinental title would be so much more useful for this women's division than the tag titles. Right. And, and I agree with you on, on that. Um, it is kind of a shame to see where the what the what the tag team titles have become, because, look, they do mean a lot to the women in the locker room. It's just clearly that they don't mean a damn thing to WWE creative unless they're like, oh, we have all these women that we have to get on the card. So let's throw them into this women's tag team title match. You know what? It would have been a lot better. And this is just me thinking off the top of my head, right? Who's the next challenger for Bianca Belair after she presumably beats Becky Lynch at WrestleMania? Do you have one? No, No, you don't. You know what AEW does so well? They build up the next challenger at the same time that there's a title feud going on. So what is stopping WWE from having like 
they're probably not going to do a ladder match this close to to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank's like, you know, two or three months after WrestleMania. So they're probably not going to do a ladder match at WrestleMania. But what would be the problem of having a gauntlet match or a six-pack challenge or something involving Rhea, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Nikki A.S.H., and Dewdrop, and then you could build the intrigue of having a mystery competitor at WrestleMania. Then you could have your shock return of Asuka or Bailey if she's healthy. And then you can actually book your number one contender to win off of that. And then Bianca wins. So all of a sudden now, presumably, you can give Rhea Ripley the win in the number one contenders match. You have Bianca get her redemption against Becky Lynch. And now look what you've done. You've actually set up something that makes sense that has been earned in the ring to move forward after WrestleMania. We don't have this situation where you have Becky Lynch coming off the biggest win of her career and her first opponent is a woman who has done nothing but walk down a ramp for three months. By the way, she might be ready to return as well. She might be as well, yes, but I don't think she's going to, no offense to Lacey Evans, she's not going to get the kind of pop that Bailey or Oscar <laughs> would at WrestleMania. There's no reason why you couldn't do something involving those six women to set up your next challenger for the Raw Women's Championship or even do three from each brand. Get Zia Lee and, and whomever on, on, on this show. You could have just left it as Team Bad versus Queen Zelina and Carmella as your women's tag team title match and then put another women's match on the card. Just adding a bunch of random makeshift tag teams that aren't even going to be together come April 4th is 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 just lazy and it's bad booking in my opinion. I'm with you. Your your suggestion makes infinitely more sense. And to me, that's I like Money in the Bank as a pay per view, but sometimes I miss it as when it had that stretch of five six years as being a WrestleMania attraction. Yeah. Yep. It really gave gave us something else to look at at WrestleMania, and I wouldn't mind seeing that or getting rid of the Money in the Bank pay per view and that going back to to WrestleMania or. Since they're not using it as number one content as a number one contender device anymore, getting rid of the elimination chamber uh, pay per view and making yeah. that a, a number one contender match at Mania. See that that that's something that WWE gets in like they they go down this rabbit hole with something where it's like they make it so they urkel it right mm -hmm. they get something that's so successful as a niche little thing and then they decide to focus on it and make it its own show and they kill it. Yep. If you don't understand Urkeling it, just Google it, kids. All right. Like, I don't have time to sit here and explain <laughs> to you the entire arc of Family Matters. All right. I just don't have time to do it right now. I also have a myriad of other questions. Like, why the hell was Carmella? Like, why did she just take herself out of this match so she could flirt with her own fiance? Like, who the hell would actually do that? And are we really already planting the seeds for Queen Zelina and Carmella to split? After WrestleMania, of course we are because nothing matters in this division. I guarantee you somebody's going to win this match. It's probably going to be Sasha and Naomi, and then they're not going to have anybody to defend the titles against because nobody else is in this match, which, by the way, as we're, it's going to be Natalia and somebody else teaming up to be added as the fourth team in this match. None of these teams that are going to lose at WrestleMania night two WrestleMania Sunday are going to be teams the next day. They're just not. And it pisses me off. Uh, let's move on to number four here on the five count. Start uh, rapid firing these as we're already at the 46 minutes on this mm -hmm. half hour podcast. Uh, Ricochet, much to my 
surprise and glee on Friday. And this is, again, this is something that we haven't had a chance to get into on the show. Defeated Sami Zayn to win the Intercontinental Championship. And I'm not saying that I was happy that Sami lost because I'm a huge Sami Zayn guy. And him as Intercontinental Champion just makes a ton of sense and he does a great job with it. I was the, a proponent of Sammy and Johnny Knoxville did not need the Intercontinental Championship involved. It made a ton more sense for Johnny Knoxville to cost Sami Zayn the IC title than to go after the IC title. Now we don't have the David Arquette on the table. Everything's good. Sammy and, and Johnny Knoxville can do, do whatever the hell that they can do at WrestleMania, and that's cool. Now the question becomes, how do we get the Intercontinental Championship on WrestleMania, which, by the way, this is something I've said a million times on this show, would be the first time that the IC title has been defended on a pay-per-view since last WrestleMania. So, Trey, what's the match for Ricochet at WrestleMania? Because I'm looking at the SmackDown roster, which is a little thin at the moment, and I'm going, oh, boy, what is the match for Ricochet at WrestleMania? There's not a singles match there. Um, I think that I, I I still think inserting him back into the Zayn and Knoxville thing is the way to go. I thought from the oh. beginning the best way for the Zayn for the Zayn Knoxville thing to go, multi man ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. It, Knoxville's not going to win in a ladder match. You give Johnny Knoxville the chance to do what he's most known for a crazy stunt. I still think that's the way to go. If that's not it, I honestly can't think of a logical match for Ricochet. Maybe it's still a multi-man ladder match. Maybe it's him against Big E, Kofi, Sheamus, and Ridge Holland, something like that. Uh, but I, I still think that – I think it would make the knoxville Zane thing more intriguing to go that route. That's still what I would do. And this is where WWE flying by the seat of their pants, this is where things come back and bite them, right? Because Sheamus – as a guy who has said in a myriad of interviews that he wants the intercontinental championship so he can complete the grand slam. That's something that he covets. So ricochet having it and Sheamus wanting it is an easy story that they could do heading into WrestleMania for a one-on-one -on -one match. But ricochet beat Sheamus several times to earn the intercontinental title opportunity. So you've already spent that option. To which case now, yeah, the, the, the only thing that you can do is a multi-man match. Whether that's with all three members of the New Day, but here's the problem. You also need a SmackDown tag team match because the Usos aren't just going to be there to look pretty standing next to Roman Reigns. They're going to defend the titles, whether that's against Nakamura and Boogs because they, they kind of laid the groundwork there, or we're going to get New Day, Usos 487, which I'm not going to complain about because they're always really, really good matches. So I don't mm. care if that's the way you want to go. That's fine. But then that takes E and Kofi and presumably Xavier Woods, who is reportedly healthy, but not back on television, which is odd off the table as well. In which case now I'm starting to sweat. Now I'm starting to go, okay, unless you're just going to do ricochet and mad cat Moss for the intercontinental championship. I, I, I don't know what you do at this point. But and, and and the more people you throw on other matches, the less options you have for a multi-man match. I think the option that I would go with is a triple threat between Sheamus, Nakamura, and Ricochet, just to give Nakamura a shot to get his IC title back and to give Sheamus that option of winning the IC title. But you just put it on Ricochet. 
He's presumably your your number two babyface behind Drew McIntyre right now on SmackDown, as evident by the booking last Friday. He better retain it, and please, just for the love of God, put the I don't care what it is. The Intercontinental Championship should be defended on a pay per view. Do not go a full year without doing that, please, for the love of God. Last but not least, here on the five count tray, we saw the Raw debut last night of Braun Breaker. Tag team match with Tommaso Ciampa. They defeated the Dirty Dogs. Braun Breaker is going to defend his NXT championship tonight against two other men that or two men that were involved in that match in Dolph Ziggler and his partner last night in Tommaso Ciampa. Based off of what we saw last night, he did win that match clean as a sheet over Dolph Ziggler. How confident are you that Braun Breaker retains his NXT championship at Roadblock tonight? The only way that I don't think he does is if Ziggler pins Ciampa and then they and then you go Ziggler Breaker one on one at Stand and Deliver. Otherwise, I think that I mean I'm surprised that this is happening at Roadblock. I thought they were setting up Breaker and Ziggler for Stand and Deliver to try and uh, fill seats in their first arena show since before the pandemic uh, for NXT. I don't see him. I don't see him dropping it in this fashion because I think he's going to be featured in a big way on Stand and Deliver because I don't see a spot for him on on WrestleMania right now. So I think that that's that's the way that they go. And it was cool seeing Breaker on Raw. I just wish that his first appearance on the main roster would have been a bigger deal. But I do think that I do think that he retains and maybe we see him against Gunther. Yes, I hope that sounded painful coming out of my mouth Gunther. just because I'm still uh Gunther. It, he, he's still Walter to me. I am putting this at about 75% sure he retains, but there's I was 100% until last night because last night Ron Breaker was presented as a guy who's coming up. He he just was. He had the entrance, he already had the 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 CGI graphics painted above. He was touted as a big deal. He won the match clean as a sheet. He was presented as a star. And I think Vince, I think that was Vince McMahon giving him the test of, all right, are you ready? And from an in-ring standpoint, from a presence standpoint, he was ready. Where I think he lacked was the crowd reaction because the casuals have no idea who the hell this guy is. And, and that's why I, I, that's why I actually like this. And this has been one of my favorite parts about NXT and Raw working together is got even guys like Tommaso Ciampa, who have been in NXT for a long time, they're getting the cup of coffee with WWE. So people kind of know who they are. They're getting this introductory phase, introductory phase out of the way before it's, oh, screw you, it's sink or swim. All right, now it's been five weeks, you're on Raw, they, they're not reacting to you. All right, you're out, which is what we've seen happen to countless uh, NXT stars that have that have come up. So I like this. They're giving him a cup of coffee here. Look, the guy's got everything. He's a he's a blue chip prospect, and I think he's ready for Monday Night Raw at this point. I think it would it would happen exactly the way you say. I think maybe Breaker has Champa beat tonight, and we get exactly what we saw at a Matt Riddle where Ziggler tosses. Tosses Breaker out of the ring and he pins him and he wins the championship because I think they are setting him up to come up to Raw sooner rather than later. So they got to take the title off of him in a way that protects him 
and then you could do some kind of angle at uh, stand and deliver to keep the belt off of him. And then he co- he shows up on Raw on the night after Monday, and now he's there. Where I think it would help him, by the way, on the main roster. Can we just call him Rex Steiner, please? Like I'm I'm yes. I'm, I'm, I'm used to the Braun Breaker name now, but I am telling you, if you just let people in on the secret that this guy is a Steiner. He will get over quicker on the main roster. You have to give people a reason to invest in him. Because I guarantee you there were so many people in that crowd in Cleveland who don't watch NXT who are sitting there going, why is this guy dressed like Scott Steiner? And why does he look like Rick Steiner or vice versa? Why is he barking at me? Why are they doing that? And And why is there sirens in his music? I mean, it's it's all there. Just call him by the name. He looks like... They took they, they took DNA from Rick and Scott and built this kid in a lab. All right? Like, he's freaking Judge Dredd. That's what he looks like, okay? Just call him Rex Steiner. He'll get, seriously, he could be the next Randy Orton in a sense that you have this young legacy guy that the audience will get behind if you just lean into his lineage. And he'd be a world champion by the end of the year, which is insane because he's only been wrestling for like eight months. They're not doing him any favors by calling him Braun Breaker on the main roster. I think they got to anoint him as Rex Steiner and just go with it. And the audience will 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 go along with it. But I'm going to say 25 percent chance that Dolph Ziggler wins the belt tonight. And it's going to happen. He's going to pin Champa. If that happens, Braun Breaker, Rex Steiner, whatever the hell you want to call him, he's coming up. End of story. Bob's your uncle. It's done. I would be surprised if he's still in NXT in April. I think Vince is liking what he's seeing and he's going to bring him up. Whether that's a good decision or a bad decision, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, we ain't going to get into it now. Maybe we'll get into it tomorrow as I rip my headphone cords out here, Trey. So uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up here. I We do appreciate everybody who has tuned in to all 57 minutes of this half hour podcast. Uh, again, Trey, uh, let the fine folks know where they can find your work, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. I post all of my stuff on there. You can also listen to me on the Bucks Nation podcast as well as the Motor Racing Network. Can't wait to see Gronk and Stripes next year. That's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. He's either gonna retire or he's coming to Cincinnati because he wants to play with Joe Burrow. Reportedly, that's what everybody wants to do. They all of a sudden they want to come to Cincinnati. It's amazing what a good quarterback can do for your franchise. I love it. I can't wait till legal tampering starts. It's gonna be fantastic. It's going to be fan freaking tastic. Trey, appreciate you, sir. We got two more of these to go this week. So let's uh, hope they give us something to talk about on NXT tonight. We'll, so. be back. we'll be back with you guys 7 a.m. When this uh, when tomorrow's show drops again, hit the like button, hit the share, hit the subscribe, hit up SP3 on Twitter. Uh, True heel SP3 telling me to enjoy his vacation. We're holding it down for him until he comes back. You have been listening to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.